Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're talking about some news. The Marvels? The Marvels has some has a plot synopsis. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, some Easter egg that Mr. Uh, Taika Waititi dropped in the back of Love and Thunder, plus some wonderful listener feedback. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Oh, Miss Ashley Coffin, how are you? I'm good. I've got a lot of coughing going on, but this, you know, O-U-G-H kind. So bear with me, everybody, while I have my sexy smelly cat voice. Mm, well, I, I, dig the, <laughs> I dig the sexy smelly cat voice, but I don't dig all these coughs I'm going to have to edit I know. Out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if I miss some, I apologize, you guys. Uh, well, let's dive right in and talk about the Marvel's synopsis. So this is kind of the biggest news I see from the Marvel this week. Uh, we got the Marvel's uh, is coming out in 2023. We have a synopsis. You want to hear it? I do. All right. We have Carol Danvers, AKA Captain Marvel has reclaimed her identity from the tyrannical Cree and taken revenge on the Supreme intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> But unintended consequences see Carol shouldering the burden of a destabilized universe when her duties send her to an anomalous wormhole linked to a Cree revolutionary. Her powers become entangled with that of a Jersey City superfan, Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, and Carol's estranged niece, Captain Monica Rambo, together. Uh, this wait. That's and strange. That was a yeah. really strange sentence. That's a strange sentence. It Jersey City become entangled with. Hold on, okay. And her powers Carol's, become entangled with yeah. that of Jersey City. Oh, yeah, of, of help, them. Yeah. And Carol's estranged niece, uh, Captain Monica Rambeau. Together, uh, this unlikely trio must team up and learn to work in concert to save the universe as the Marvels. Hmm. What do you think? I mean, they better have a good reason why her powers are entangled with the two of them. If they, you know, I need yeah. a really good reason for that, and then I'm down. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there would be some plotty, plotty yeah. thing. Uh, make but, it make sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely want it to make sense for sure. Uh, I don't. Yeah, it's weird. We we saw at the end of Miss Marvel them entangling powers somehow, f- swapping mm-hmm. places. But it, it also says entangled with her and Monica Rambeau, which Monica yeah. Rambeau's powers seem completely unrelated to yeah. Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel. Really? Well, I I mean, technically, I guess you could look at it as Monica got her powers from the stones as well. Yeah, because no sure. matter what, yeah. So they, they did go. Th- one got them from the reality. No, yeah, reality. So no, no. It was the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone. The Mind Stone gave Scarlet Witch her powers, which then created the hex. Which was it? Even the Mind Stone, or was that her Scarlet Witch powers? And like, which thing? So hard created? to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So so it is weird that it's entangling all three of them. I, I assumed mm-hmm. the bangle had something to do with something that was going on out in the universe. And that was why Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel swapped. But yeah, now it seems but like now we're more throwing to Monica in there. And I, I can't, I am cannot wait for the drama, the Monica <laughs> Carroll drama. I'm Me here too. for it. Me too. Uh, yeah. I want to know like why she dislikes her so much, you know? I mean, I could assume it's just because she hasn't been around, but you know, space time works differently when you're out there. Doing yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting. This is sort of a flaw 
in the whole Marvel thing, I think. When you have these standalone movies, and then you have these big tent poles, and then you have more standalone, this is a sequel. It sounds like they're really making this a sequel to Captain Marvel, which Mm -hmm. is about her reclaiming her identity and everything. And then it's like, oh, wait, but... You've been through, we've seen you in all these other movies and like fighting Thanos and all this stuff. And now we're going to deal with the destabilized universe after you attack, you you beat up the Supreme Intelligence, you know? Yeah. Would have liked to see that. Yeah. Because we didn't see that at the end of the movie. We just saw her no. fight um, Yonrog, I believe was his name. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, we're coming back for you. Yeah. So I guess like that's just happened in the background. That's what she's been off doing for five years or whatever. And now mm-hmm. we're going to deal with that destabilized universe. Hmm. Uh, I, I like the director. I, it's, what's her name? Nia Long, maybe? I don't know. I, I might have to have look no that idea. up. Nia DaCosta. I was close. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like her, so I'm really not that worried. I'm, oh, actually, yeah. I'm really excited for this. Sweet. Yeah, I, I am too. It seems like it's going to be a different direction than what they did with Captain Marvel. And I mean, reading the synopsis, it almost sounds like this is going to be like a new team of, you know, Marvel superheroes, which is kind of fun. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it is a team up movie with these characters, two from TV shows and one from a movie, you know, pretty and It's going to be interesting because it's like, are we when we're looking ahead to the, the next Avengers movie, are mm-hmm. we now counting all of these people as Avengers or is it going to be everybody? Cause that's, you got some OP heroes in this stuff now, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's why I can't, we better be gearing up for like a Galactus style. Like I can't wait. I guess we know it's Kang, right? Well, yeah, I think, I mean the, the, the Kang dynasty Avengers Kang dynasty is like the next, big Avengers movie. So okay. that's definitely, and I mean, that's going to be a huge threat because Kang has all of the power from all of the universes. And so that's pretty good. That's going to be a yeah, good fight. I think so. I think so. And what's cool is they've done such a good job of breaking it out into like all these littler pockets of heroes to do mm-hmm. smaller battles. So it doesn't have to always be the big fights, but I'm excited for them to get back to where that big fight feels like it makes sense. You know, Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, I think that, I guess that's really all I got about that. It, it, I'm trying to like see. I feel. I feel. Like, oh, oh, that was. I, I knew there was one other thing. So this, uh, when her duties send her to an anomalous wormhole linked to a Cree revolutionary. So Cree revolutionary to me sounds like someone who would have been opposed to the supreme intelligence. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Uh, which you would you would think enemy of my enemy type thing. But what is he doing with this wormhole? Could it relate to the multiverse? Because like an anomalous wormhole, that makes me think that makes me think time or yeah. uh, universe travel. Uh, it seems like Captain Marvel can get anywhere in the universe pretty easily with her powers. Pretty quickly, yeah. So I don't think a, no- a wormhole is not going to just take her through space. It's going to be time or some sort of universe hopping, I feel like. Mm. Interesting. So that, but that ties really well with Kang and the multiverse saga and all that. So that's, that's pretty cool. I wonder if a Kang is going to be one of the, like the Kree revolutionary Ooh. and maybe he does it to her and entangles, like he hits her with something that entangles her up with uh, everybody else. But why? I need to know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is like Kang kind of knows what's going to happen and what's all like the thing. So I don't know. Like he, he, sometimes his 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 ways seem mysterious because he's like setting things up for the future and stuff. So it could be could be interesting. Someone with all that mm-hmm. knowledge. You think about that. Uh, he who remains at the end of Loki. It's like someone right. with that much power and foreknowledge. 
you know, and he's not going to be that character yet. He's going to be like someone working to be that character, but still like he's going to have foreknowledge and like be able to manipulate characters and be able to like predict their movements and all this stuff. So like maybe he teams them up just so they'll destroy each other in the future, you know, or something (laughs) like whatever. (laughs) He's so evil. So evil. I love love him. I I just can't even talk about how much I love John Majors. Like that last episode of Loki makes me feel like I I feel like the entire universe is in terrible, terrible villainous hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I love that the first person going up against him is Scott Lang. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. And, uh, did you hear this? I didn't put this in the news, but this is something Peyton Reed this week had an article or some interview where he said he was really ready for the Ant Man movies. I, I don't want to. I'm, I'm, I, sh- I should have put it in the news doc, but um, he was saying he was really ready for the Ant-Man movies to stop being palate cleansers and start being like, you know, Avengers movies, you know, like yes. that he doesn't want them to just be kind of silly romps. He wants them to be like, this one's important. And I mean, introducing Kang to the, to the movies, I feel like is going to be important no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I and and I think, uh, you know, I think Paul Rudd can handle it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you just think about, who handles this stuff the best. And I feel like it's people with really good, like comedy chops with heart. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. what, I mean, I, I feel like Captain America, like Chris Evans is really good. Like I, I really wanted to go Robert Downey Jr. First Robert Downey Jr. is, is a better quintessential example of that. I think, uh, yeah. but, but even, um, I mean, I, I guess even talking about, I, I guess the original four, they all have sort of this like affable, fun guy quality um yeah <laughs> thor less so but then you get to ragnarok and he and you're like oh that's where that's where the heart of the character was all along kind of this yeah uh, at least the actor who's playing and like chris hemsworth is really a really a funny guy mm-hmm. and it wouldn't make sense for him to be funny like i mean it was funny in the first one but not like jokey wise but of course when you're on earth and people like tony and all that rub off of you you're starting to get that kind of you, you know, you become your friends in a yeah. way, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. 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 I know it's probably terrible, but I think of Thor, and I, probably because he fell in love so quickly uh, with um, Jane. Goodness. Probably because he fell <laughs> in love so quickly with Jane. And then also he like has this group of friends on Earth that seem really important to him. Like he wants to be the strongest Avenger and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just always feels to me like like he's this centuries old guy who's just looking for friends and people. Yeah. Like, like he doesn't have stable. He does, though. He has his like, you know, at least in the first few. He has his Warriors 3. He has Sif. He has Heimdall. A lot of them are lost now. But like. Yeah. Uh, All of them. Yeah. Except for <laughs> Sif. Sif's still around. Right. Her, her right. arms in Valhalla. That's right. <laughs> oh man no you you have to die in battle um it's so good it's a good scene <laughs> speaking of speaking of that was my other little piece of news a a twitter user uh found an easter egg in thor love and thunder that a lot of people are absolutely despising have you heard about this easter egg no but i i I, it's just a i I think of it as just a reference but there's apparently in the back of heimdall's son's room a poster for rock bands like there's guns and roses and a bunch of rock bands and a bunch of fake ones Mm -hmm. Uh, but one of them is called the mad titans which like that's like a pretty funny it's pretty funny but it's a lot of twitter users and like fans are upset because like the mad titan killed his father <laughs> and now he's like listening to a rock band that's like 
apparently using the name of the Mad Titan. When he looks out his window, he sees gauntlet ice cream. So, I mean, that's pretty much what's going on there. Uh, Who knows? I mean, the story that, you know, that they told him, you know. Yeah. What if that band slaps? What if they're like Nirvana? What are you going to do? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like kind of edgy humor or like edginess, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like in that world, edginess. I mean, we, we do see all these things on the wall, like Thanos was right uh, in, in Hawkeye. So there is this sentiment, and I wonder if like the darker rock bands and stuff of this world would be like worshipping Thanos in a way, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Have, have Thanos on the side of their vans, you know? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. It is funny when you rewatch Endgame, knowing what we know now, that not one single person is like, so what do we think is going to happen when we bring everybody back? Not one person. (laughs) And every time you're like, wow, guys. Well, you do get a little bit from Cap where he's like, you know, the whales are back, like in the harbor. And he's like, Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, maybe maybe this had to happen. Not bringing people is fine, but... nobody's actually they don't discuss once the consequences of bringing everybody back like i was thinking about at the end of it you see that helicopter go down because the guy disappeared when he was in a helicopter uh, over the city when you see nick fury Mm -hmm. uh is that person just going to reappear in air over new york city we've we've talked about this a lot because like people were in airplanes people were all this stuff but i just have to imagine that thoughtful bruce was like bring everyone back safely. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. like snapped his fingers and brought them back on the ground or that's what we're going to say. <laughs> it's, it's my head cannon. I have to believe that. I, yeah. He's too, he's too thoughtful a man not to, you know, have some, some consideration, some consideration. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be nice. I, at least even if it was just a deleted scene, like there's a lot of deleted scenes from Endgame where it's like, there's just a random, uh, you know, silly aside. And I, that would be totally a, a conversation. Like, What's that one that, oh, it's so, it's, it's such a funny line. It's such a funny conversation, but I'm so glad it's not in the movie. The Back to the Future one? <laughs> the Back to the Future one's great. All things Back to the Future should be in the movie. Um, <laughs> all, all time travel movies should just reference Back to the Future constantly. Um, but no, the one about where Rhodey and Cap are talking. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my favorite one, too. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, Rhodey says, um, so um, you had to go into the ice. And he's like, yeah, I had to go. So why why did you have to go into the ice? I don't really, I never really understood that. And he's like, yeah, there were bombs on board. And he's like, okay, okay. But couldn't you have like jumped out of the plane or like, you know, yeah. par- parachuted out or something? Steve Rogers just gets quiet. Yeah. <laughs> like, so and awkward. he's like, mm, we're all thinking it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Especially after we it. see him in a winter soldier, like jump out of the, uh, jump out of the airplane to land in the ocean or whatever. It's like, okay, it might've been a little cold, but like, yeah, you're fine. You might've been able to have that dance, have that dance. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have them now though. That's true. That's true. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with some feedback from you guys. All that rather to have, we have no control over. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> so how's your week? How's your week? Yeah, good. You know, countdown to the holidays, just busy. Yeah. Head colds, you know, mm-hmm. waiting on making sure all the packages come in and don't get stolen. That's oh, pretty, uh, it's a problem nowadays. Yeah, it really is. And like, I, I haven't had any major packages stolen, but like definitely had a few just like random ones. And I always find it funny when they steal like 
they stole my shampoo that comes in every three months or whatever. <laughs> like, I saw it was there and now it's gone and they got shampoo and Q-tips. Wonderful. Can, yeah, like someone <laughs> stole some boots. I ordered these boots for myself and they took them and I was like... God, I hope they're not your size. I hope you hate them. <laughs> I got delivered a box one time and didn't notice it was for someone else because I'm the only one who tends to get things at my door. So I opened it and I was like, what is this? And it was like a jacket that was not my size. And this, and it was like a, it was like a lot of stuff. And it was like, Did I have nice clothing and everything. And so I looked the person up on Facebook after I like, because it was addressed, wow. it was addressed to me, but yeah. like I found, or it was addressed to my address, but these people don't live here. So I found the person on Facebook. I wrote them multiple times. They never said anything. So I just have like a, some like nice, expensive clothing. <laughs> like Christmas. All, you yeah. can re-gift. Re I was planning on it, but I, like, I wanted to give it a little time for them to respond. But now it's been like two years. So I'm like, all right, look, look how thoughtful I am. I guess this very expensive coat, my bu <laughs> buddy who is smaller than me. I love that. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just walk around my house and I'm like, what don't, don't I want anymore? Because I'm decluttering and I will totally gift that. That's great. That's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, okay. We got a few feedbacks. Let's see what we got. We got Adam Pull, one of our patrons. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon. I believe he just joined. Uh, hi, Matt, Jeff, and Ashley. I have been listening since the start of the year and have almost listened to the entire back catalog of pods, which has got me on to Matt's album, which is fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, my favorite is uh, She Just Wants Me For My Body. Thanks, bud. That's I, I like that song. Listen to it, everybody. She Just Wants Me For My Body by Matthew Carroll on Spotify and Apple and everywhere else. <laughs> um, little plug. Thank you for allowing that, Adam. Uh, <laughs> I've never wrote in to people before, so you gotta know uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, but feedback on Wakanda forever. I thought it was brilliant oh, excellent i thought it was brilliant one of the best outings in phase four for me and namor damn uh <laughs> love you guys 30 30 million i he didn't put commas so i don't know i don't know how many zeros that is uh, <laughs> yeah keep up the good work uh hey <laughs> thanks man thank you thank you uh thanks for joining the patreon and thank you for uh for being a pal and uh, listening to the music appreciate that i do have to say i'm so happy and i feel justified that the the uh whatever teen i don't care if it was teen choice or people's choice or whatever choice awards said that multiverse of madness was the best movie of the year I and i was that. like <laughs> it's yeah. not just me no man <laughs> it's a great movie um, and it's, it's just not everybody's cup of tea, but it was a lot of people's if, if it, it won. I just, I, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I just think the negatives tend to like stand out more, especially if you are passionately positive about it, like you are. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's yep. like, if 10% of people are saying negative things, it's like, feels like a lot of people are coming at your movie. Um. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because if you still, people still have this weird stigma about it where I saw on our page the other day, someone was like something, something, well, Wanda slaughtered all these children. No, she did not slaughter children. What children did she slaughter? I don't know. And when I think children, children, I mean like 18 and under. Like someone was like, oh, the people at Carmitage. Well, we don't, we didn't see her kill any children there. She killed adults. That's yeah. Totally fine. But she didn't slaughter children. And if like, if you came away with that and months later in your head, you think that all Wanda did in that movie was slaughter children. You're wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and it's like, if you want to fight it, it's like, okay, well, the, well, she was still going after children the whole time. And it was a PG 13 movie. It's like, yeah, go watch a G-rated movie where the evil queen is trying to kill young Cinderella or young, you know, it, it's just, right. I won't hear it. 
I will defend Wanda till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't defend Wanda, but I defend the movie because Wanda's the villain. <laughs> yeah, she was corrupted. She was easily corrupted. And it's something I don't even understand, loving and wanting children. I'm like, honey, there's so much more that you could be doing right now with all of this stuff that you have, these new powers and stuff. Yeah, it's, like, it's and this thing, she's after children, but she's after them in her mind to protect them too. So it's like, mm-hmm. it is a, it is a uh, viscerally scary movie. Cause it's yeah. this wild, very like motivated character who is really wanting to like save these kids, but you know, it's not the right thing for them, for her, for the universe multiverse. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wild movie, but especially coming off of movies where we've been rooting for her for exactly. so long. So it, I get why people like, I mean, I get why people uh, t- took their little girls to see whatever other Marvel movie. And they're like, they, they dressed up as Scarlet Witch for Halloween <laughs> last year. And now they're like, I'm, I'm the Disney princess that is uh, Scarlet Witch. And then they're like, oh, she's a murderer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never say this, but read a comic. And also it's the same as people naming their, their daughters Khaleesi. Like, yes. surprise, you didn't know the end. So you jumped the gun a little bit, didn't you? <laughs> right. But also, in, like, you say read a comic. And as in, a, yeah. No, no, that's a, that's a, it's a good joke. I laughed hard. But like, <laughs> at least in Game of Thrones, there weren't, there wasn't a final book yet. You know what I mean? That's true. Like, that's true. Yeah, yeah. In, in the comics, Scarlet Witch has been bad many times and done lots yeah, of bad things. Yeah, she starts things. off as bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, this, her having a dark turn shouldn't be a surprise. See, me personally would name my daughter Khaleesi after what happened in episode eight. I know this about you. <laughs> there will never be a child, but if there were. Yeah, but if there uh, my cat, I will at least name my cat Dar- Daenerys the Destroyer. <laughs> love it i love it uh, okay up next we have uh gabby uh okay so her name is g-a-b-y which is probably gabby that's how i'm supposed to say it i have a friend who has a daughter named gabby like gabby huh. so the a is with the ah sound so i want to call her gabby but it's probably Gabby. yeah write us and let us know yeah gabby. sorry about that uh gabby says hey matt ashley jeff and anyone else on the podcast today i just wanted to say i love 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 you guys Uh, I started listening back during WandaVision. Your podcast truly brings me out of the lowest of lows. (laughs) That's so so nice, Mm -hmm. Gabby. And I'm super thankful for all y'all. Also, during the Wanda days, I used to preach Mephisto confirmed. So there's that. (laughs) Preach. We started the Holy Temple of Mephisto. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I will take all of your offerings. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Ashley, hide your evil a little bit. We've already oh. spent the last 10 minutes talking about how you want to you help her slaughter children. I don't remember. I don't remember that's exactly what you what said. I, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's been a couple of minutes. I rewrote it. I did it. literally I, say that back to the person on Facebook, though. I was like, and you're assuming that I care about slaughtered children. I don't. But she didn't do it. I do. You do. Just don't get me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> She identifies more with the Hulk than Banner people. That's another oh, God, one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We say she Hulk out all the time now. Because nice. he'll be like, Oh, are you are you about to Hulk out? Are you about to she Hulk out on me? And I'm like, yes, and I'll slam something. <laughs> we have a good time with it. That's like a thing in our household now. <laughs> Whenever I because when I start to get mad, I start to get loud. And he's like, well, yeah. you, you gotta she Hulk out? 
and then that makes me a little bit more mad. So I always I like to like slam at least something near me and go. Ah! <laughs> Do you feel better? Yes. <laughs> if it weren't couched in all the uh, all the fun commentary, I would be worried about you guys. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're like <laughs> actually, but that sounds that sounds delightful way to fight. Like, go ahead, smash something. She Hulk <laughs> smash. Go for it. <laughs> Please yell, She Hulk smash next time. Yeah, <laughs> it's usually just like a pillow. Good, good. Pillows, pillows, not so bad. No, or if he has like a bottle in his hand, I'll smack it out. <laughs> <laughs> Smacking something out of your loved one's hands is is that's true love. That's true love uh, in like in a non hurting them way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta have a clear, clear. Totally. You know, or hurt their hand or anything, but in a funny way. Um, okay. <laughs> With uh, returning to Gabby's feedback, uh, with the new Ant Man Quantum Mania trailer, my boyfriend and I noticed the rings around that building in the quantum realm. I think on the podcast there was discussion that this was related to the planet where Stormbreaker was made. I don't remember that. Never uh, Valier. Never Oh, oh, because they did have the big because spinning it does start to spin, Dyson yeah. sphere thing that was like. Uh, absorbing power of the sun or whatever um it wasn't really a dyson sphere but it was like powering from the sun um okay okay yeah that could be uh but my boyfriend and i thought it might have a tie-in to shang chi's ten rings and kamala khan's bracelet um since the markings look similar thoughts love you guys gabby I mean, we have to get the uh what what that signal was being sent out they can't just leave that alone right man it's really all got me thinking like there's so many things with like ancient writings that look ringish in this phase and it feels like man what it, what does that mean like a lot of um the technology that faustus was making and eternals look similar right. uh mm -hmm. you've got the bangle you've got um the the this yeah sorry the thing she just said uh the <laughs> ten rings <laughs> sorry <laughs> But yeah, they all kind of have that same look. And now, yeah, I agree. I think the Kang's uh, circle platform thing in the trailer looked very similar to that. Um, so, like, given our discussion earlier, you were kind of joking a little bit when you were like, they better, or, well, you weren't joking, you were saying they better tie them together, those the, the, the Marvel's characters. But since we just talked about that, I'm sitting here thinking, like, if Kang has a similar technology... And it seems like this technology that seems similar is being sprinkled around the universe. What if it is Kang going like, yep. okay, I need these three to connect at this moment. What mm -hmm. if like they get connected, brought together, they think they have this great battle against, you know, this revolutionary Kree leader or whatever. And they're like, I'm so glad we were, we were able to form up and create this thing. And then it turns out they're just doing the bidding of Kang. Like that's, oh, how, that's how the Marvel's ends. Now I ends. want that to be yeah. what happens. Uh, I love that kind of stuff. Ugh. And you know, who knows? Maybe uh, Neville, Nev Delir or how... I love that they say it wrong three times in the movie too, that only Bradley Cooper says it right. <laughs> so I don't feel so bad. Um, what if that is part of the same technology too? I mean, it might be all from the same place and it, like super powerful stuff. Yeah. And that stuff creates the gauntlet, which maybe created the rings. Like, we don't know where all of that stuff was created. What if it was created on Nebdalir? Yeah. I'm so sorry for everybody's brain that is exploding every time I say that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, last up. 
We're going to do one more feedback here. We got Bianca Fernandez. Bianca wrote in last week. Hey, girl. Hey. I love Miss Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> we had a few questions after her feedback. She was saying that Wakanda Forever was her, like, I think, second be- favorite property of Phase 4. So we were like, yeah. what's your first? I'm sure so anyway. there's a certain uh, submariner that made it that way. <laughs> submariner, yeah. Uh, there definitely was. Bianca was, I, Bianca was hilarious on her last week's feedback. She, she basically wrote in, she was like, I'm not one to just, like, talk about a dude's body or whatever and then she just went ahead and did that for a whole paragraph and i was like mm-hmm. that's that's that was my wonderful. girl that was wonderful girl. Uh, okay bianca says uh just heard this is this was posted in the stranded panda chat so since it was answering questions we asked in the cast last week i figured i'd read it here um just heard the newest pod and just wanted to say thanks jeff matt and ash uh, for reading my feedback truly wasn't expecting it uh to answer some of your questions for me wandavision is her number one it's nostalgic fun to theorize and i think worked best for the week by week release melissa would agree with her (laughs) yeah 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 um it also is what got me listening to your podcast oh that's awesome that's a lot of people wandavision that's also always going to be my favorite just for the point for how many people found us during WandaVision yeah. who were like, what is going on? And then what did we do? We led them down a road of Mephisto. Yep. And we lost them all. No, clearly not. But it does. It is. It is <laughs> I just think that show was particularly fun to cast about. Like it just had so many things to like, what does it mean? And it was the first one, right? Yeah, that's true too. I wonder how different it would have been if they had released things in the order it was actually supposed to go. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I do not know. Hmm. Uh, she continues. Here's the rest of my top five phase four. Wakanda Forever, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Hawkeye. Uh, no Way Home would have been higher, but I often skip the part where Green Goblin fights Peter One <laughs> and watch the rest of the movie. Uh, with Shang-Chi and Wakanda Forever, uh, I watched the whole thing with no fast-forwarding. And honestly, number five keeps changing. LOL. Um, I have Hawkeye there now because I just rewatched it from start to finish. And finally, uh, my type indeed is Namor. Namor. <laughs> she adores I'm with Namor. you, girl. Uh, love y'all 3000. Uh, thank you, Bianca. Uh, I, I hope it was okay that I read that on the cast. I just thought it was fun since we asked those questions on the cast last week that you actually uh, sent that in. Um, super fun. Super fun. Mm-hmm. I, that's a great list. It's a great list. I, there are so many good movie, good like properties in phase four. So many. And it, I feel like a lot of people are down on this phase, but just looking at that list, WandaVision, Wakanda Forever, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Hawkeye. Hawkeye is like a little weak to me, but like those other four are like top tier Marvel things. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm looking it up right now just to have a look. My number one is obviously mom. Yeah. For sure for That's you. That's pretty easy to guess. And then, oh, shit, Black Widow is in there, right? Yeah, Black Widow was in Phase 4 for sure. Yeah, so that probably would be my number two because Black Widow was very, like, for me, you know, yeah. Black Widow was an intense movie. And then WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Loki. For Yeah, for me, Loki hits the top just because it's so perfect for my interest. Oh, and then Werewolf by Night. There's my top five. Oh, gosh. That's a great top five. That's so many good things. And it's very me. <laughs> it is very you. And this thing, that can be very you, this phase. So phase four was very dark. And I felt like this yeah. was for Moon Knight. And all, like Moon Knight's up there, but I liked Werewolf by Night. Like if that would have been a TV show. It's very hard when you compare a, a one-off to a TV show. 
It is. But it is. Werewolves by Night was kind of made for me. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. It really, really is. Um, and it's it's great. Like it's great that you have that many things you can love and and be so specifically yours. It hasn't happened before. Yeah, but I also feel like it's had. I mean, at least at least had Miss Marvel, which was a lot more like friend. I feel like Miss Marvel and Hawkeye were both a lot more like family friendly. Yeah, I thought it was very even. Mm, yeah, I think so too. Because you had the Groot show, and then you oh, had yeah. What Which, If, even though What If ended up turning pretty awesome. I was yeah. like, I am impressed. They heard my notes. They took it seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> they did. They did. Um, what was the other? There wasn't another animated thing. I think my brain just jumped and thought there was an animated thing that I'm forgetting. No. Uh, but then we've got Spider-Man coming up, but I don't think it's MCU. They keep saying it's MCU, and then I'm like, mm, but it, mm, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, guys, that's about it for us tonight. Uh, we'll be back very, very soon with more to talk about. Um, we're we're going to be doing uh, the draft episode on, I think it'll drop Wednesday. So join us for that. It'll be really fun. We'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Smelly cat. Smelly cat. It's (laughs) not your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for those musical stylings. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.